0: On today's episode, we are going to do a nice memory update, more specifically with Micron and their new HBM specs. HBM is normally used for advanced AI chips, so obviously this can see some nice bullish trends. To explain a little bit more of what's happening here is Billy. Good afternoon, Billy, and take the lead.
1: Thank you, Jose. Uh, As a Micron shareholder, I was very happy to read this morning's press release. I was actually going to do a different topic today, and this came across, and I said, well, I just had to talk about this. Um, Micron came out with specs for its new HBM3 uh, product. For those who don't know, high bandwidth memory is the type of memory or that's getting a lot of attention right now for artificial intelligence. Um, HBM tends to go into these um, super accelerators, like um, AMD's MI300, and they work with NVIDIA GPUs in these AI systems. It's basically stacked memory, very high capacity, very fast. Um, Up until recently, it made up a tiny, tiny portion of the overall memory industry, Um, but with the breakthroughs in AI, it's seeing surging demand. I think it's projected to grow along with AI chips something like 45% or 50% per year for the next few years. So now all the big DRAM players are scrambling to get into this. And it had been thought that Micron was behind in this. They actually pursued a different technology originally for advanced computing memory called hybrid memory cube. But then the industry sort of standardized on high bandwidth memory. So Micron's been playing catch up and it had been thought that the leader was SK Hynix, at least the leader right now. In its last earnings report, Micron said uh, that it had a new high bandwidth memory product that was going to be better than anything else in the market. They talked about, They said they were actually going to have greater market share of high bandwidth memory than they do in DRAM overall, which is saying a lot because right now they're way, they're way behind with only like 10% market share in high bandwidth memory. So um, with that, today they announced the specs of their of this new HBM chip that they were talking about on their June earnings report, and it is impressive. So uh, it seems like they're really backing up what uh, Sanjay Marotra said, the CEO, on the last earnings call. So uh, they've begun sampling their first um, eight high chip, 24 gig HBM3 memory, uh, bandwidth greater than 1.2 terabytes per second, pin speed over 9.2 gigabytes per second. Now, why is it so impressive? Well, current HBM memory out in the market right now tends to be 16 gigs, um, and the current high speed is about 6.4 gigabytes per second, so that's about 50% improvement. Now, SK Hynix, which had been touting itself you know, which has been in HBM longer than the other two, recently came out in April with their new high-bandwidth memory product, which was the leader at the time. That had 24 gigs of mem- of capacity as well, but in a 12 uh, DRAM module high stack. So Micron's doing that with eight uh, DRAM modules. So it's basically 50% more capacity for the same height. Um, that Micron's been able to do. So it looks like Micron's one-upping SK Hynix's latest and greatest, which they just announced. So that's why uh, I think Micron's up today and the entire rest of the sector is down. And I think that's probably why. Um, And then Micron said next year it's coming out with a 12-high cube that will have 36 gigabytes of capacity. And again, uh, SK Hynix just came out with their 12i stack, which only has 24. So again, 50% improvement. So how's Micron doing this? Again, Micron was the first one to one beta DRAM technology. They also have some other impressive technology with their through silicon vias. Those are the holes that are drilled sort of down through the different stacks of memory. It looks like Micron's able to, um, double those holes versus competitors. Also, it's able to increase the metal density somehow of its, of its, uh, chips, which allows, um, better thermal impedance, which is basically heat resistance, um, and an energy efficient data path design. So, um... The end result is that it believes it can reduce training time for AI models by 30%. That's huge. And if you're going to do inference with this HBM, you can do a lot more queries in a day. So it's just more efficient use. And as we all know, AI infrastructure is very, very expensive and energy consuming. So this should go a long way towards um, gaining share in the market, I would think. they said for every 10 million GPUs, it will save, I guess, five watts of power savings per HBM cube. That's estimated to save operational expenses of $550 million over five years. I don't know why they said that. It's $110 million per year. I don't know why they said 550 over five years. Um, <laughs>
0: Discover the world of semiconductors without getting lost in the technical jargon. My new membership offers a perfect balance for investors looking to understand this exciting market. Using my electrical engineering knowledge and experience, I will release weekly exclusive videos ranging from quick 5-minute 101s to in-depth analysis, covering not just popular chip stocks but aiming to explore every public semiconductor. Plus, join the private community of like-minded investors. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode.
1: (laughs) But it looks like they have this out sampling at TSMC. Uh, Again, TSMC has the chip on wafer on substrate packaging going for all these chiplets which use HPM. And they're sampling that now. In the press release, they had a token quotation from someone at NVIDIA, um, always looking for, to latch on to NVIDIA's coattails. So Ian Buck, he's an executive at um, the data center division at NVIDIA, so he's eager to be working with Micron on HBM3 Gen 2 to supercharge AI innovation. So um, this was music to my ears. Part of the thesis on Micron was that it was going from technology laggard behind its Korean SK Hynix and Samsung to, you know, it had passed both of them in technology last year in terms of general DRAM and general NAND. But it looks like they had been behind in high bandwidth memory. But now it looks like their technology chops are showing up here and it looks like they are uh, once again really impressively bringing their technology up to a leadership position, even in this important segment that where they were behind before. And uh, there's some other HBM news as well uh, for SK Hynix and Samsung. If you go to the next slide, um, uh, this, these seem to be maybe problematic. Um, both companies haven't decided how much to invest in HBM, because. Uh, Digitime's reporting that there's an optimization of processes that was needed. And I'm wondering what that means. It seems to me like maybe the yields aren't so great in HBM or they're trying to make it more cost-efficient. Anyway, it looks like there's a little bit of a problem. Again, HBM only counts for about 1% of the DRAM industry, but it's forecast to grow at 45%. So it's like how much expensive (laughs) investment do we put into this It's a small segment, but it's going to be growing fast. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Currently, no one likes the current solution because only TSMC has the packaging process for HBM. So they have to ship basically unpackaged HBM modules to TSMC before TSMC can package them and put them into um, a hybrid chip. So it looks like Samsung wants to do that all itself. Um, do the packaging on its end which will be more cost efficient. Uh, Rumors that both companies are looking to increase their high bandwidth memory packaging production lines but SK Hynix has a problem whereas they don't have room where they're currently making HBM. They have room at a different site so they might put the packaging lines there but then that's inefficient because they're not at the same site in South Korea. Um, But Samsung obviously is the behemoth they're going to invest in packaging. They're hoping to take share away from TSMC, obviously. Uh, They're investing in a two, two and a half D packaging production line at their Chionin that's pronounced that site. So I thought it was interesting, really good news for Micron, maybe some complications for the quote unquote leaders in HBM, uh, SK Hynix and Samsung. Um, But that's definitely something to be aware of if you're involved with Micron or in the memory space in general. And I'll uh, throw it back over to you.
0: Thank you for that, Billy. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I think we talked about Micron. Two or three weeks ago, I believe, when they reported earnings. Um, And I I really like that little caveat that they added about um, how uh, a a spokesperson from NVIDIA uh, was excited to work with Micron for um, the Gen 2 HBM. Um, If we remember correctly, right, Billy, it does seem like um, Micron and NVIDIA already have a really nice partnership. Uh, Their low-power memory – I forget what kind of memory it was, but one that it it was was normally used for mobile phones – They've kind of created to make it more for data center markets. uh, And it's being used for NVIDIA's uh, Grace Hopper, uh, Grace uh, CPU. Uh, So it seems like Micron and NVIDIA already have a pretty cool partnership. It does seem like NVIDIA had no choice but to go with SK Hynix because SK Hynix was the only one really going with this with mass production. But look, now we see that we might have some more um, competition in this space. And already with that kind of... um, partnership that they have might bode well for uh uh, the future of microns hbm memory and obviously one of the biggest biggest discussions in the uh, data center market right now is obviously that power efficiency these data centers uh run a lot of computational power a lot of wattage a lot of energy um, and if they can save a few hundred million dollars per year um, then obviously that bodes well as well Uh, so billy any final thoughts before we close out this topic
1: yeah, I'm wondering if Micron could have a catch-up trade. It's sort of, it's, it's up a lot this year, but it's sort of lagged behind some of the big winners. Um, the memory market's in a terrible downturn. You know, all the companies are losing money right now, but they've all cut back on capacity. They're cutting back on their CapEx. But then you also have this AI tailwind for a part of the DRAM industry, that again, it's a small part of overall DRAM, but it's growing really fast and commands a price premium. So um, it'll probably take a broader recovery across more than just AI for the memory companies to get back to profitability. But um, with everybody cutting back on capacity, lowering CapEx, and then maybe demand, maybe bottoming, maybe coming back, I think it sets up well for maybe next year and 2025 again. Looking at 2025 for another up cycle or top of the cycle. Um, and it looks like we're sort of bottoming here. Now, the speed of the recovery is in question because, again, the China economy is pretty bad. So that's you have a lot of cross currents here, but this was definitely good news for Micron. But will it be enough to pull it out? That's what I'm struggling with.
0: definitely Billy and I think this is a great way to end the segment